0: Hey, pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trindad and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. Franchon Cruz-Dijon had a successful amateur boxing career where she represented the United States internationally. And as a pro boxer, she is the current unified super middleweight world champion we discuss how boxing politics and the loss of her mother didn't deter her from pursuing her dreams. Life as a boxer ain't easy, and Franchon joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now.
1: They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes, when all you have is candles and nightlights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side, you push with all your might until the day breaks, and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad.
0: Welcome, guys. I am so excited. I love, I mean, no no shade to my male athletes who've been on the show, but I love having female athletes, especially boxers. Um, she is the Renaissance woman herself, the current unified super middleweight world champion. Please welcome Freshon Cruz Dijon. Yay. Did I get it? Yes! <laughs> I'm so like, I'm working on names, y'all. Um, but thank you for joining. Um, Thank you for joining peaks and valleys
1: no thank you for having me and uh shout out to you for making time what's funny is uh, i was told 5 p.m but not my time it was your time so yeah that was really cool
0: (laughs) that happens a lot and i always forget like always to double check so like i it's it's something
1: fundamental it's It's not true (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's just kind of crazy sometimes. Um, but for my folks out there, like, this Peaks and Valleys is not an interview show. So if you want to get the breakdown, she has a Wikipedia page. That's always great. You can Google, get all the logistics and stuff like that. Just trust me, trust and believe she is absolutely amazing. And I kind of just want to get in beyond being an athlete. Because you know, especially when you're at the top of your game, people just want to put you in this athletic box. It's like, all right, well, she's an athlete, and this is all she's about. So you know, give me a time in your life when you know stuff got real and you didn't know, you know its like this was a path for you.
1: So I think it's rightfully so being that this, this is the Olympic time. you know, we have the twenty twenty slash twenty one Olympics coming within the next month. And um, I'm a Team USA alumni for over 12 years. I was on the first ever women's boxing Pan American team in 2011. And I was part of the first 24, the first 24 women boxers who ever competed in the Olympic trials to go to the Olympics. So Mm -hmm. um, one of my down that my valley points was actually Transitioning from the amateurs to the professionals, um, I was the top seed, the big boss at, you know, super middleweight in the amateurs. Like I was prone to go to the Olympics and that didn't happen for me. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Clarissa Shields is. She's also a very talented uh, female boxer who's doing amazing stuff. Um, she basically had to go through me to get to that top spot and she took mm-hmm. an it with it. Um, being, in the top spot and not being there anymore was like a pressure within itself. It's like, you know, you've been dominant for so many years and for such a long time. It's like, where do you go now? Cause I, I wasn't used to losing, you know? So I had to basically rebuild my confidence, rebuild my brand and, and figure out like, Hey, is this what I really wanted to do? So that mm-hmm. audience, 2012, um, And after that, after I lost at the Olympic trials, I actually went on and went to the world team trials, and I came back and won a world silver medal at a weight class above. So that was something to get me going, you know? So I'll say, you know what? I didn't get it 2012. I'm going to go for 2016 Olympics. And that was a roller coaster ride, you know, because I still had to break through that wall, people trying to write me off. And um, I had a great showing and at this time it wasn't even anything with my skill it was i was such a force to be reckoned with that i had politics come into play now when you mm. politics, even though it's usually the strong survive and the best always win it's a lot of politics especially in boxing because it's still a business so mm-hmm. once it good came-
0: but it wasn't good for you some of us hit that point where it's like yeah, I need to do good for myself. Yep. So, when you hit that point, what did what was it? Was it like a sermon? Was it a friend? Was it like you you got you you were talking to God and you finally listened. What what happened that kind of got you into that the direction you're supposed to be in?
2: Honestly, I would say that I said to myself, if tomorrow God said, "Job well done," you know, I need you here with me. And if standing there with the Lord, he showed me everything that he put my name on, it would not be, I think, satisfying or justified to have not attempted or put some some effort forth to attain the things, the promises that he gave me. And I kept saying to myself, there would be no way you could use, oh, he wasn't comfortable with that as an excuse. that was it. I was like, I don't want to leave this earth uh, full. I want to leave it having used all of my gifts mm-hmm. and having and, and, you know, put out seeds and planted seeds and and, and changed lives where I can. And I just did not think that I could leave here and use him as an excuse of why it didn't happen. And then secondly, I wrote a song called A Better Way. And it was kind of my declaration to myself. And the words were that there's got to be a better way to live. There's got to be a better way to give you mm. all of me without turning my back on everything that I am. Um there got to be a better way to live. There must be another way to give you everything without losing myself cuz I can't be nobody else. Mm. There's got to be a better way to live. There must be a better way to give you everything without uh, you all of me without Turning my back on, is that what I just said? Everything I am, it's just not worth it. So I think that song was everything that had been circling around in my spirit that I could not properly categorize or organize Mm. in a way that said, here is your next step. So the song for me was my own declaration of how I needed to live my life. I mean, once you see it, then there's no asking other people's opinions. You know, I think longest time I was almost you know, doing short interviews with people just to see, you know, are you still happy? Does this happen? Does joy come back? Uh, and I was like, once I got to a place where I was clear on what God was saying to me, there was no more need for interviews. I don't right. really care what anybody else thought because they weren't living my life, you know? And I said, you know, I know that the Lord does not love divorce but i also know that i would let him down if i didn't fulfill my truest and highest purpose mm. and so, there you have it so that relationship
0: that you were in you were married yeah okay yeah that's that's, that's a that's I a, big, a relationship didn't I? <laughs> I know you said relationship i thought it was just
2: some boyfriend some debbie boyfriend yeah. but this is a whole husband that's a situation right there <laughs> I was trying to keep it on low, but we are here. No, 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 it's not. I mean,ing I just didn't want to make it so heavy, but sometimes you just gotta make it heavy. So yeah. so people get that there is life on the other side. And and I will say I had no idea what was awaiting me. You know, you, you get in a space where it's comfortable. It's like people stay with the beast that they know. No mm-hmm. punishment. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so it was like, I am going to trust that no matter what. It's got to be better than where I am. Right. And that's how I ended up.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy because um, I I think as we progress as humans, you know, what the one way is or was, where it's like, okay, you get married and you have kids and you buy the house is turning into 10, 12 different, you know, more than that different ways and how you can authentically live your life. And it doesn't have to be, you know, if you get married and do all that stuff, then that's great, but that might not be for you. And that might not be what your purpose is. A lot of people get stuck in the the narrative of what you're supposed to do versus what you think you're supposed to do versus what you're supposed to do. Because you
2: start assimilating based on just you're collecting information and you, you mm-hmm. haven't looked enough yet. You don't know kind of like your own path, but this looks good. They look happy. And then you mm-hmm. start, you know, trying to make sure that you cut away the things, you know, prune the areas that are fully you and then cut away those things that you've adopted from someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so- Now, when you made that step
0: and you're like, all right, this is, this is the path that I need to go. This is the path that God told me to go. Did things start opening up for you? Like how did, what happened after you made that decision?
2: Immediately, there were no outside factors that opened up. I think my peace opened up Mm -hmm. more than anything. It was less about you stopping me from this, this career and more about our definitions of love are too vast. You don't Mm -hmm. see me. And so it's like, I I wasn't, it wasn't the expectation of like, I'm going to get this record deal as soon as I leave you. It wasn't that. It was that my heart is heavy every day. And so there's no value one can put on peace. So that's really what happened. My spirit lifted. So then at that point you present yourself differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I had new ideas that I started to believe in, in my mind, I could visualize them to the very end. So I think it's happened nothing else but i really gave myself a shot and in Mm. giving myself a shot and presenting who you truly are in a way that does not depend on somebody else to say yes right right? so i decided to start saying yes to myself and in that moment that's what started to shift for me because of that spirit people are drawn to you know a Mm -hmm. yes spirit a light spirit, a peaceful spirit, you'll get all the jobs. So oh my gosh. I, from a macro perspective on where I've been since, I mean, we can just say that was like 2010. So mm. if I can just name the blessings, it was the song that I wrote out of that hurt and anguish and shame ended up being in Queen Sugar. Um, mm. Nine years later, Oprah Winfrey, Queen Sugar, Ava DuVernay. I wrote a book. I, I believed in myself enough to become an author. I really built my business, The Rose Effect. I moved to LA. I started working with Disney and Nickelodeon. I ended up on Chasing Destiny uh, with Kelly Rowland and Khloe Kardashian, The Revenge Body. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, coaching at L'Oreal and Google and Adidas and Omnicom and Ad Color. I ended up, you know, writing The Rose Effect: Eight Steps to Delivering the Performance of Your Life. I traveled to mm-hmm. Ghana to speak Australia, to speak Ireland, to speak, work with Lil Nas X, who all this time when I envisioned being attached to a Grammy, I didn't know that it would be through coaching. Right? Mm. So Lil Nas and, and the Lumineers and 24K and Ian Dior and Lil Mosey and Polo G and T Lil TJ and Fabio and so, I mean, at the end of the day and Ruby Rose, see, this is what you when you get in trouble. <laughs> You know, and I put out an entire album, you know, and so if I look at from a macro perspective, mm. what freedom allowed me, I am so grateful that I took a shot and bet on myself. Oh, my gosh, that's. Oh, so, you know, just I think that, you know, the goal here is to always pour, you know, keep pouring because light reflects light, kindness begets kindness and you know, just work but gets work. That part. You know? <laughs> Speaking of work, what projects do
0: you have? Because you know, where the, the, the cities, the, the world is opening up, and I know you have some stuff going on. So what projects yeah. who are you working with? Who should we look out for? What's all what's what's all that good stuff
2: happening? Okay, well, currently, actually on Monday, I released my audiobook, which is the volume two, it's the rose effect, eight steps to delivering. The performance of your life. I just did the audio book on Monday, and it, it's really the to me it's the heightened version of the book. And there's testimonials every, from everyone, from Lil Nas to my eighth grade teacher to Carl Thomas, and just. Uh, snippets from the speaking engagements that I've had. My brother uh, did the track for um, the seeds of victory that are in the book. Uh, right. Andy, who's from Chicago, he engineered the project. And so it was really my, my way of sharing a level of passion and energy, you know, with people so that they heard my vulnerability in these stories. Mm. And really a mix of anecdotal stories that talk about my lessons my peaks my valleys in the entertainment industry and in life and what those Mm -hmm. lessons were and then i offer some actionable pieces because i want people to walk away with something like i don't want them to feel like okay we read all about your life good job you i want them to okay this is this i relate to this now let me go and make this applicable to my life so I think um, it's, I treat it like an album. I feel like, you know, it's there are eight chapters, eight singles. That is what I am working on. And so if people prefer to hold a tangible book, then this book is available on Amazon and okay. the audio book is available on Audible, iTunes, as well as Amazon. And so I'm excited because I just sometimes you have to reinvigorate yourself. You know, and um, and it's funny because people think that sometimes you just arrive and they have no idea of everything mm-hmm. that had to be put into the arrival. you mm-hmm. know and so even if I talk about just the book, it wasn't like I had this grand idea, and I was like, "Oh, let me put out a book." Literally, God gave me this assignment almost two and a half years ago, and I was like, "No. I'm good. I sunned myself. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, my girl, um, uh, Tiffany um, Warren from uh, Sony and from Ad Color put up something, a list of things of when you are making yourself small. You know, thought processes, responses to other people that make you small. Mm-hmm. And so when God was saying this, I was like, I am just a coach. Yeah. I'm not an And yeah. so I had to sit back and say, you know, well, let's figure out what the, what an author does. Cause sometimes in our minds, there are these huge ideas of, um, the position, but if we break it down to the micro of the position, mm-hmm. the author is someone who writes right. every now it's a difference between a published and unpublished author, but an author, a writer is someone mm-hmm. who's doing it right. A singer right. I used to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this project. I'm a singer. And I'd be like, well, when's the last time you sang? When was the last time you wrote? You know, mm-hmm. so I had to kind of do that type of work. And I wrote every day because oftentimes we try to imagine it or the journey from the mere idea of it mm-hmm. to the execution of it. And that's exhausting because you'd be like, oh, I got to do that. that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, never start. But yeah. what we reframed. And said, what can I do today? Okay, let me do that. What can I do tomorrow? And then Mm -hmm. your tomorrows turn into an actual process. And your process turns into a tangible product. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. am the freaking testimony for that. I am the testament to that because it wasn't that I sat back and said, I have so much to share. Mm -hmm. So like, it took me two years of really battling God and battling myself. With old narratives, you know, what if what I do doesn't translate well when right. you get on paper? Because I'm good yeah. in the studio. I'll snatch you up quick. <laughs> but what if that doesn't work in the
0: book? Right. So you got the book, you got the audio book. Who, who do you have on deck or what what can we expect from the artist? Um, artist yeah, well,
2: I've got, um, let me get all of their dates right. Lil Nas is coming out with Call Me By Your Name video on Friday, the 26th, actually midnight tonight. The Kit LaRoy uh is the 26th. It's funny, I think they're all the twenty and 24K Golden is uh, dropping his album on the 26th. So those are my current three babies. Uh Ian Dior is working on his project. Um and so yeah, it's um shout out to to Sony and Columbia Records um over there just for for bringing me in and, and trusting me with their, with their talent. And uh, little TJ and Polo G and Fabio just dropped their single headshot. And then as of recent, I spoke at Trip Actions. So doing a lot more corporate um, workshops as well, because it's really all about occupying your space, you know? Yeah. So my job is to get people to understand that we're all artists, you know, yeah. it, it does not matter if you're an artist on a traditional theater stage or if you're an artist in the boardroom but the goal is always to maximize your space and to in the most powerful and commanding way take ownership of the stage it is my plight like it's my journey it is I am the spark and Mm I I have declared myself the bridge for
1: in the world basically all eyes was on her for that Mm fight you know, the whole world was watching, and I was just like, "Okay, whatever."
2: <laughs> so what,
0: like, what, what? I mean, obviously, this—you've been doing it for for years, so it's not like new. But what, like, just being on that stage, like, what did you tell yourself in the two weeks leading up to it? Like, how did you motivate? Is is I, I'm I'm guessing that you had to like triple or double the 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 effort or try to. So what what did you tell yourself in that process getting ready?
1: I was overweight, number one. Like, I wasn't at my fight weight. So that was one battle in itself. I asked my coach, who's also, like, a world-renowned trainer. His name's Barry Hunter and my team. And he didn't really want me to take the fight because he's 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 adamant. He don't like to lose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he believed me. And I said, that's all I need. I asked my husband. I know he going to ride, and they know what I can do. So even to be in there with an elite athlete like Clarissa, be able to hold my own for four rounds and push myself and push her really speaks to my character and my ability with two weeks, you know? Um, it was tough. It was tough, and it's like, damn, I already signed a contract, you know? And I just hold myself to a standard. My word is my bond. If I say I'm going to do something, do it. And... A couple of other things I've done that kind of release my inhibitions, like for my mom, uh, the Kidney, the National Kidney Foundation, I will work with them, and they had this thing where you basically repelled off a building. So I repelled 20 stories off the side of a hotel. So it's like, if I could do that, a fight ain't nothing, like, you know?
0: <laughs> Damn. Okay. All yeah. right. Wow. Edge. What would you say? Um, to somebody who's currently in their valley, in one sentence, what would you say to motivate them?
1: You're already at the bottom. It's nowhere to go but up. Plain and simple. Plain and simple.
0: I guess let's just touch on this before we get out of here. Um, I feel, and this is coming from a boxist, a boxing um, novice, like, I don't, I... I wish I had time to cover every sport that I love, but I feel that um, female boxing doesn't get enough attention like it should.
1: Not at all.
0: And it feels like, you know, there's like these blips, like, you know, you had Leila Ali, et cetera. And then it's just like, oh yeah, they're here. So one, what do you think, I guess the problem is, and then two, how can you know we as a society improve it
1: well i think a lot of people get stuck on one thing um in my case like you have a clarissa who's doing amazing things and people think because we're two women of color we're two badasses oh if i if i like clarissa i can't like frank if i like frank i can't like her you know mm. it's like We do honestly, even though we're both female boxers, we have two different lanes. Like, I'm basically like if Beyonce and Serena had a love child or something, you know? Because I love entertainment. I sing. I do all these other things, fashion. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like people should just support all of them. You have another girl, Katie Taylor. She's popping in Ireland. But they just get stuck. And of course, you have to have the face of the sport. But damn. We could switch up some faces and it's just also reaching out to other sports like we should watch more female basketball, we should watch the fit the female football. It's just we all have to come together and use our network to, to move each other. And the two biggest components is one, the fans giving women a chance and that's growing for sure. But having our male counterparts promote us as well. Like mm. come to fights post us on their page, talk us up, you know, just support. Support. Cause we sure spend our coins to go see them fight. They should come out to our fights too.
0: I like it. And then last question. I always say this is the last question, but this is the official, official last question. With the celebrity boxing that's going on, you know, um, you had Floyd and I think it's Logan Paul. I get the Paul brothers mixed up, so my bad in advance. do you think that's helping or hurting the sport of boxing?
1: Well, the platform I was gonna fight on, which was Triller, and they put on a huge uh, car with the, with the Paul brother, um, it's, it is a bit offensive, but as they say, uh, any publicity is good publicity. Uh, having myself and other talented real boxers on these cars, on these platforms, Will definitely bring, excuse me, bring a new audience to us. So it, it's all in how you shape it. It's turning basically mm-hmm. turning negative into a positive. Um, just incorporating real fighters in these celebrity matches. You know, because the same way they whitewash history, they can whitewash what boxing really is, and have people who are casual fans really thinking this is how fights go. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so definitely having legitimate fighters on these cards involved can turn it into a positive for sure
0: man we got a lot done in like less than 30 minutes That's (laughs) thank you so much Um, yeah you you have you have like you had a fan like a watching like active fan but now you have a super fan like your story is incredible And I know there's just more to come. Um, So thank you, Prisha.
1: You you keep doing things, too. I love it.
0: Thank you so much, Franchon Cruz Dijon.
1: Yes, ma'am. They call me the heavy-hitting diva. So if you ever feel like not saying it, call me the heavy-hitting diva. I got you.
0: Boom. There (laughs) it is. Thank you so much for joining. And I can't wait to see the rest of 2021, 2022 be knocking I don't want to see the B word, but, you know, knocking some chicks
1: out. Undisputed. So just look out for that.
0: Thank you so much. Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez.
2: Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.